she was like, I wish you just like a moment of peace in your holidays. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is very stinking sweet. Like yeah, I, I, sweet. I'm sure it'll get all wrapped up in the craziness. And I just, she, the way she said, I wish you just like a moment of peace in your holidays. I was like, that's, that's really very sweet. I like that a lot. Friends by accident. Podcast host on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Deggin and Kristen Mandela. Ho, ho, ho. you like ho. that little intonation I had there? I did, yeah. You're changing it I, up. I improved it. I'm also changing it up because my voice sounds like it's getting sucked on a drain. <laughs> um, it is no mis- no uh, surprise that one of us was going to fall ill eventually, especially yes. in the... Uh, yeah, yeah. The fall winter kind of season, so that is me. Now, this as you're time. saying it, I'm like, <clears throat> I know, I'm like all nervous. Um, it's not um, quite at the sexy part of having a raspy voice, but it, it is something. I so. think it is because it like always. Every time I have that sick voice, I always always think about the Friends episode of Phoebe going my sticky icky shows, <laughs> and I love it. I try to keep that voice for as long as possible. Right. Well, I'll try I, to embody that. Um, yeah. energy as much as possible because then not, it goes right back it into point. my nasal so yeah exactly so. would be nice so um, okay this episode i'm actually very excited about because i think me it's too that strikes very close to home for me in particular this year especially yeah um for those people that know me like my family dynamics have been shaken up quite a bit this year um with my yeah just like my parents kind of Anyways, I don't really want to get into it, but um, lots of stuff have been changing dynamics-wise, yes, people yeah. not being included, people being included, and it's going to make for quite an interesting holiday season. So what we wanted to talk about is not just that, obviously, but I think things that affect all of us when we return home, the kind of classic mm-hmm. regression back to our teenage selves, how we all of a sudden go from being like in our friend groups, these very poised emotionally cool. mature yeah level-headed we have all these big yeah dreams. like regular nervous systems that are very common responsive and not reactive and then we go into our family dynamics and all of a sudden we're 16 again being like fuck you mom like <laughs> um <laughs> which the the armenian me is like the day that i, know, I obviously ever not. said that to but my the frustration mother, though totally yeah 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 and i See, think also me- handling yeah, like inappropriate comments from family yeah. maybe some food and body comments, which I think a lot of women in particular are yeah. very used to. Actually, men too. They get like the, you're too skinny or you're too fat a lot too. Right. But I'm um, sorry. I interjected. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say I'm like the holidays. And it's funny to hear you kind of talking about like what the holidays, I guess, do for you, have how, how the holidays have an effect on you uh, mentally. Whereas for me, it was never – really like a family thing so and I'm I'm happy to I'm excited to talk about this because for me it was never really like oh the holidays are not a great time because of seeing my family right like that was never an issue for me the biggest the biggest issue for me was like when I was like maybe not loving my body I felt like oh my god during these two weeks of the holidays I'm gonna get I'm gonna balloon into a size that I can never recover from I see you know, so yours and it was the stress around the food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, our tables are like really full. Like, we eat a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so it was very, uh, and it's like encouraged in, in our culture to like eat a lot. Right. So it was, that was always my, I would always just have like this weird anxiety around this time that like my body was going to alter forever. Right. <laughs> 
Like, and I will undo never do something that you'd never yeah. be able to. I'll somehow gain like 50 pounds in a matter of two weeks and then I'll never be able to drop it. Right. It's very so, fearful. That's kind of scary. It was just like a weird, yeah, I think it's just like a weird thing. And then, yeah. anyway, so that was kind of what the holidays always were for me. And I say we're very proudly because they are obviously, they're just not anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like we can go into that. Yeah, absolutely. In the episode of like how to how to do that. All right, sweet. So let's navigate the holiday stressors, huh? Baby, let's go. Let's go. Okay. So you have a few Christmases that you are going to, a few holiday yes, events. Yes, because I come so from like, a family with divorce in the mix. Yeah. So how um, – you don't need to explain like what your, what your plans look like of okay. like we're going here and then there. But um, – how are you personally dealing with it? Or like, are you doing something to help you deal with it? Yeah. So uh, to be honest, like the holidays have never been my favorite time of year um, because they really did feel like my time was never enough with either parent. Yeah. And that kind of made me grow up feeling like I wish I could like split myself in two and like be able to spend yeah, like a yeah, full yeah. holiday with one and a full holiday with the other because mm-hmm. when you're leaving one parent to go to the other parent, you always feel like you didn't have enough time with the other parent. And then mm-hmm. when you get to the uh, the second parent, you almost don't want to act tired or right, 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 like right, whatever right. because then – they don't feel like they're getting 100% of you. So it almost became, it took on like a bit of a performative um, aspect where my brother and I kind of had to like, yeah, like gear up and be like, what'd you get from X, Y parent? I'd be like, oh yeah, just like a few things because you didn't want to brag about all the amazing gifts you got from the first parent um, to be respectful for the presents you were going to get from the second parent and then um, not talk like too highly about it but not be rude about it. You know what I mean? Like it's like kind of play this like little dance and whether – it was actually expected of us to do it or not. We still felt, especially as younger people, as though that was something that was needed because yeah. we always felt very sensitive um, for the emotions of our parents. Like I always yes, felt like I course. really wanted to be very delicate with my parents' emotions. But the mm-hmm. outcome of that is that I and my brother as well were never very sensitive without like how it was affecting us and the implications of that. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of felt like we went into perform mode and never truly felt super as though we were able to be present, grounded, comfortable in holiday settings because we were always kind mm-hmm. of gearing up for the next thing. So normally yeah. we did like one thing in the morning with one parent, one thing at night with the other parent, one thing in the morning with the other parent. Like it would go in like these kind of like half day Chunks. quadrants. Yeah. And so it just became like it was it's always been very busy and this year is no exception. But this year I think the one thing that shifted shifted for me is that I just I don't feel like I can give that kind of energy to it anymore like I just don't have that in me and I also feel like I don't have the same um emotional protection over my parents anymore I now recognize them as full adults and they can be upset that we're leaving but at the same time it's not really it's not my role to then coddle them for that I can just um I'm I'm just doing as much as I can do yeah being obviously an, an adult now helps a lot with that but I did still feel it much into my late 20s like that was a really big burden that I carried and I, I think feel, yeah sorry go no go ahead no no I was just gonna say I'm like I I feel like especially when you're younger and you don't really have the mental like you just are not your brain is literally not developed enough to understand like the the fact that they're like adults and they have made they have made a decision and now you are unfortunately stuck um, altering your 
schedule around them. Mm -hmm. But I also was going to say that I'm like, and then it gets like twice as, I don't know the word, but like it gets twice as much when now there's like a partner in play. And I know you, Hatre, Mm -hmm. your brother has his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so then there's like the entire other half. Yeah. Like it's, I, I find this year, this is the first time I'm spending Christmas with uh fernando's family and it doesn't even um it doesn't even lap over um my family's christmas like it's literally like it it could not have truly worked out better amazing but which is great but then there's this weird feeling that like on christmas day i just had to i i've told my parents but i had to tell them that like christmas eve we're not staying here um, to be here for Christmas Day because I was like, I think it'll just be nice to spend Christmas Day with him and his like new place and all of this stuff. And even that I felt like a little bit guilty like a about. Twinge of guilt, yeah. Yeah, I felt a little twinge of guilt. And and they'll they're like, oh, they they get, you know, it's like you're getting older and you're mm. this and blah, blah, blah. Like live your life. But I can't help but feel a little bit like, ah, I just took that away from them. Right. But it gets really difficult when you get older because you're like trying to manage all these schedules. Like it's like. Yeah, it gets so busy. And I think it also just comes into this idea also of setting boundaries and like making your own traditions. And I think that's like a weird thing to start forging because, again, I don't think you ever really feel old enough or or whatever, especially yeah. depending on your family dynamics. But yeah, I think it is like something that is also very exciting to be able to change your holiday plans, to be able to incorporate things for you, just you and right. your partner or yeah. even just you and siblings or, or whatever it makes – Whatever makes the holidays a more enjoyable time for you to actually have like a regulated nervous system and like be able to yeah. take some deep breaths and not feel super clenched and stressed like I have found yeah. I have in the past. It's funny. I never really thought of the holidays as like a stressful time. I think growing up, I kind of was like, this is the best time of the year. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are not thing. I, I guess maybe like all my body image stuff. I was like, that's just something that I deal with. Like mm-hmm. that's you know, it's, it doesn't take away from like the happiness of like spending time with my family and like blah, 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 all of that stuff. And then I have a friend who like outright has said she doesn't, she just like doesn't like the holidays. Like mm-hmm. she, she finds it just like a very stressful time. She, it affects her mental health a lot. Um, and I, I remember her telling me this, like, I feel like it's been a number of years since she's told me and it really put in perspective, like, oh, not everyone is having this same experience that I'm having Definitely like it <laughs> and then it kind of start yeah and then it kind of started to put I mean other people's lives in perspective like I think I just lived in this bubble where I was like Christmas is literally the best time of the year like right. you cannot argue me yeah and yeah. then I slowly started to feel like oh wait a minute actually no like that's really hard or like people mm-hmm. who have like lost a parent or of who course. are you know like their family dynamics are changing or mm-hmm. They're having to put boundaries up and it's like super uncomfortable to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Or they're like taking their mental health into their hands. I mean, like, I don't know if I'm going to go home for the holidays and literally all of that is okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like it all falls under the blanket of if, if it works for your mental health, like if it benefits, if something is good for your mental health, do that, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And also try to find a moment for to like have like a little peace and quiet or like have a little tradition for yourself or you and your partner, like absolutely any of that stuff. Um, yeah, and Someone, sorry, last oh, side yeah, note, I was just talking to a girl, someone yesterday, 
she was like asking me for some advice and she goes um how are the holidays blah blah, blah. how is all that looking and uh we like got to talking and she was like i wish you just like a moment of peace in your holidays mm-hmm. and i was like that is very stinking sweet yeah, and i know sweet. what you mean by that like i i i'm sure it'll get all wrapped up in the craziness and i just she, the way she said i wish you just like a moment of peace in your holidays i was like that's really freaking sweet that's very sweet i like that a lot yeah i think something that like helps me a lot when i get overwhelmed because i think my family i I want my mom's side and my dad's side are very different but my dad's side especially is like very loud very like sensory overload people talking over each other and stuff and something that really helps me to ground me is like if i'm doing something to do it like super slowly and mindfully yeah like if i'm refilling a drink or if i'm like washing my hands Using it as it's like a moment to like ground myself. Like I like wiggle my toes. Mm. I take a big deep breath. I like oh, I'm I very that. conscious of like how I'm washing my hands, and just like use it as a set, like a moment to like kind of like reset. Because I think mm-hmm. when you're a little bit like wrapped up in how overstimulating something can be, that's when you're often like can be the most reactive. So like if someone like yes. a parent or like a grandparent in my case says something like very offside, like. I would be more inclined to be like, well, what, like, hold the fuck up and, like, go kind of, like, whatever and, and kind of give them the same energy that they just spewed out. But instead, when I'm able to be a little bit more grounded and, like, able to kind of connect back with myself, I can, like, respond yeah. in a way that I'd actually think, A, is going to be more effective, but also will be more, like, true to myself rather yeah, than just yeah, being yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. So stuff like that really helps me if anybody out there also has some overstimulation happening around the Christmas table or the holiday table. I kind of love that. I never, I really never thought about that. Yeah, it's I something just, that I learned through meditation, like being super mindful with like a very simple task. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. One thing that I also wanted to talk about over the holidays too are, um, I think there's like a whole aspect of comparison too that comes absolutely to with it. Um, and not to say like I, I feel like we're a little bit. This episode is like the holidays are a terrible, awful, hard time. Well, I don't think they. I, yeah, they can be really joyous and happy and and really great. But I think that that is more the um, the more common theme that people have. And I think this part of it is not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. That it is kind of a hard time for a lot of people. And I, I find that it gets into this like little comparison zone of like, oh, how they're spending their holidays or like, you know, if someone is um, single and wants a partner or if someone's like in an unhappy relationship and then they see, oh, I, I want to be single or like I want, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if they, you're just comparing people's lives and then you see all these like wrap ups and people use this time of year to kind of take stock and yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think that can also add to the the stress that we feel during this time. Yeah, 100%. I definitely agree. And I think it's hard to, especially if you have been struggling this year or don't feel like you've like accomplished everything that you set out to accomplish and it doesn't, like you don't feel the way that you thought you were going to feel at the end of the year. And then people are being yeah. like, here's to like the best year of my life or whatever, all these different things. Like it can make you feel like you didn't do enough. And I think people don't realize like the last like literally a handful of years we've been in unprecedented times <laughs> and we should really be giving ourselves a, a little bit of a break and yeah. again we've talked about this before but like yeah comparison is the thief of joy and there's just nothing to be gained I don't feel like from comparing I think there's things that you can draw 
like as a reframing, you can draw inspiration from people where you yeah. like you see what they're doing and you're like, holy shit, that's incredible. Like I love that yeah. you're doing that. I now want to take that on as a kind of goal for myself or as something mm -hmm. that I'd like to co incorporate more into my life next year rather than being like, well, fuck her. Like she has the dream life. Yeah. Like what a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can yeah, be totally. happy for them and understand that you can also have what they have. Yeah. I've So there's two ways that I've kind of started to slowly reframe it and not that I'm perfect at it by any means because I find I still fall into the trap mm -hmm. and I always get pissed because I'm like, I freaking work in social media. Yeah. And I still get – like I'm still such a sucker to watching everybody put on their highlight reel. Totally. But um, two things and I think one of – they come from Mel Robbins. I don't know if people know who she is but I love her. And she said A – so she said the one thing for sure that jealousy is actually like it can be a good thing if you look at it like a good thing it jealousy is a way of your body telling you that like oh that's something that you want mm -hmm. that that is something that like you want maybe that's something that that's an area of your life that you want to level up that you mm -hmm. want to do better at like if you look at jealousy as just a sign it's like simply just a sign it's it, it has nothing to do with the other person it's literally your body's reaction of being like oh i want that thing um, and if you can write down or note down in your phone or whatever, if you have a piece of paper in front of you, great, but write down like what it was that you got jealous about, like what that feeling was. So I thought that was really cool. I, I like I'm, that a lot. I've, I've really been trying to reframe my mind because truly this year has been the hardest year of my life. Mm -hmm. And I find I'm like constantly looking at other people being jealous of like, oh, she has it so freaking easy. You're like, oh my God, she's just thriving. And like I, I'm, I'm getting jealous more often because I'm like, why is your life so easy? And my life has felt really difficult this right. past year. And then the second thing is, um, oh, if it exists, if you see someone else having it, it's also, and this is like in the manifestation world that I, I look into a lot, but like, if you see someone else has it, that just means it exists and that it's something that you can have too. Mm -hmm. Like you should see someone else having the thing that you want as a sign that says, oh, this thing exists. I didn't even realize that it exists. And that means I can have it too. And they say like not to get too into the woo-woo and stuff, but like if it's happening around you or if these amazing things that you want are happening around you, it's like you're in you're in the zone. Right. Like it's just a, it's just a matter of time until that thing that you want is going to happen to you too because – you're it's surrounded like by it. it's yeah you're surrounded by it like Very you're cool. you're in the zone you're just about to you're just gonna hit whatever you want right and so i think those two were like a really nice way to to kind of help me i and i have to constantly remind myself to do that too like it's mm -hmm. not just like it's a second nature thing like i constantly have to remind myself like okay jealousy is just a sign and if it's happening to people around me that means that like that's actually a good thing it's not just about like, why is it happening for everyone else and not happening for me? It's literally like, oh shit, I'm in the area. Yeah, it's about, yeah. it's a matter of time until that wonderful thing happens to me too. That's so awesome. I feel like if we can try to use that as like a little reframing. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I really like that idea of reframing. During the jealousy. holidays. Totally. Yeah. And I think, um, Obviously, everyone's family is is different and something that I think I've been noticing more in my family specifically is just like – and I brought it up before, but like handling inappropriate comments or comments that you feel yeah. like cross a boundary for you or for like a cousin or a sibling or another family member. And you So how really, do you deal with that? Like what do you say? 
So I think for one thing is that you have to pick and choose your battles based on what you feel like your capacity is. It's not up to you to like completely fix all of your toxic family dynamics in the setting of a dinner. Um, So I think for one, you have to do what's best for like you and the people around you. If you feel like truly this is not a battle that's going to get won – it doesn't actually mean that that person has won that argument or that yeah. that comment is, like is real or anything, but you do have to also take into consideration like is this going to completely derail you or like are they going to blow up in a way that's damaging to you? You know what I mean? Like you just be yeah, safe yeah, yeah. And, and cognizant of those things. Um, but for me, I I'm, I never shy away from an awkward dinner moment. I really like um, <laughs> putting put, like calling people out on their bullshit, especially when they say stuff that's inappropriate. And it's something that I'm trying to get better at because I have stayed quiet in a few of those things. I think a few too many times, but, um, I think like your best option is to ask that person to repeat what they said. Mm. That often helps because then when they say it again, the awkward silence that follows when they realize that it's something that's super inappropriate is quite delicious. So if somebody says like a fat phobic or a sexist comment saying, sorry, what was that? Can you repeat what you said? And then they have to say the whole thing over again. Mm-hmm. And then in the second context, it just sounds that much fucking worse. Or they'll try to edit it to make it not sound as bad because, like, they're self-policing and realizing that it's, like, not an okay comment to say. And then something that I like to say is, like, oh, I actually thought better of you. Or, like, I, I did think that's something that you would say. Kind of in a way, like, oh, you've disappointed me. Mm-hmm. But without saying you've disappointed me because they're people that are older than you <laughs> often. Yeah. Um, and then another oh, one is just, like, that's actually not – that's not true. Like, I'll just, like, completely debunk, like – that's actually not – that's not correct. Or like thanks for trying if you want to be sassy. <laughs> thanks for um, trying. Yeah. Some, sometimes my family really likes to like cro- – they, they have this like edgy thing where like you can't say anything these days. So like I'm going to push the boundary and say like right, truly right, offensive right, right, things right. sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so my cousins and I have kind of all gotten together being like the time is now. Like we have to like stop letting this continue. When there's so many of you, it – it, it helps. It really does help. And it wasn't like that for so long. We kind of all were just like, I don't know, just not as aware yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, or yeah. we'd all talk about it after being like, what the fuck did they just say? Like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're kind of in a place where that's just like, it's so over. So, um, oh, yeah, that's I would so nice. say. I love that you have them. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're the best. But th- those are my favorite things. Ask them to repeat what they said and then say the, the repeat. The repeat is such a good one. It's such a funny one, dude. Like, it's actually that. hilarious watching someone say something offensive the second time more clear and you're like, oh, I thought so. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I've actually said that in this in the context of like if someone says – like makes a sexist comment towards you, mm-hmm. ask them what they mean. Yeah, totally. What do you mean by that? And th- yeah, what do you mean by that? Totally. And constant And ask them enough times where they like have to break it down to a point that they're like – I love this that. Is- so ridiculous or they think that they're like they've gotten away with the comment i i wish i knew this more when i was serving but like oh my god that would have been delicious while we were you know what i mean to say like oh sorry what do you mean by that yeah and then if they constantly even if they said something like oh it's fine ha 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 i would push for them to absolutely ask them to to keep clarifying because honestly it's happened before with um like racist or like culturally insensitive jokes where somebody like calls something ghetto and i'm like oh what do you mean by that yeah what did you mean what did you yeah. mean when you said that? And, and then, then they when they have to bring it down, spiral. I know. <laughs> like literally, watch the like the blood drain from their face, their face? as they have yeah. to explain the fact that they've said something terrible. <laughs> yeah, I freaking scrum diddly umptious. Scrum diddly umptious. Um, okay, next, I also want to talk about like the body stuff, like any kind of like body Absolutely. comments that people get. Um, I feel like this happens 
quite a bit in like cultural families too. It's big in my family as well, unfortunately. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Kind of good to know. Not good to know, but it's like <laughs> that it's like a universal oh, thing. Yeah, it's, it's not just yeah, us because – it's so funny, like you'll get one that's like you're too thin, like you need to eat more, and yes. then the minute that you like hit past the threshold, you're fat. They're like, oh, you're you've gained weight. Yeah, and they'll just like tell you straight to your face. But um, something if like if anybody is you know like kind of worries about that, there's this one um fitness influencer that I follow, and I love him so much. I think he's like a very no bullshit approach to like health and fitness and blah blah blah, like all that stuff. And he literally said that, like, these days, you they will not ruin any sort of progress. Like, he's put it so obviously that he's like, this will not ruin progress. Like, it will not ruin any progress. Like, your Christmas dinner, your, your New Year's drinking, like, literally whatever you're going to have, like, it's not going to ruin any progress. And it, if anything, it's just going to make you unhappy to dwell on it so hard. Absolutely, yeah. So, like just enjoy your time truly just enjoy your time yeah, and totally. then and if you have a day where you like don't have a dinner or you don't have a, a get together or blah, blah blah use that day to like stock up on your veggies drink your water mm-hmm. have your protein and move on like literally that's it that's all it comes down to and i feel like that's really helped me to be like oh, this is just a it's like two weeks out of the year so yeah. chill out how is that going to ruin an entire you know what I mean? If you've gotten mm. into good habits, like two weeks is just not going to completely derail you. Um, and also it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like I'm ruining my own fun. Yeah. Like I'm making myself have a really bad time by constantly thinking about like, oh, my God, I ate so many cookies. I ate this. I mm-hmm. ate, like who cares? 100%. Do you know? Yeah. And I think – And so like – It's like that whole idea of like good food versus bad food. Like this food is really oh. bad. And it's like demonizing food and dr- demonizing like – human experiences and I feel like we have to reframe to like not have yeah this like demon like this like good versus bad food everything it like it's just food it's just we have to come from a place of moral neutrality like there is no good food and bad food it's just food anything Mm -hmm. is a bad food if you only eat that thing you know what I'm saying like carrots would then become bad if you only ate carrots the healthiest things yeah, would become Yeah, I hear bad. you'll like turn orange. For sure. Right? Celery, if you eat it for too much, like you'll literally become like nutrient. You'll be, like have no nutrients and you'll start losing your hair. It literally happened to my one friend that struggled with an eating disorder, unfortunately. But like these are things like we would oh, always wow. say carrots and celery, that. very good for you. Such good foods. Well, no, anything can be a bad food if it's used in excess or yeah, not yeah, yeah. In, in whatever. And I feel like when we always use like this, like, oh, I'm being so bad. I'm cheating. I'm having a muffin, or oh I'm having like just stop, stop with that kind of food, or that kind of language. And I think how we speak about food and how we speak about our bodies. One thing that I'm trying to do is speak very kindly about my body and kindly to other people, but like not mention other people's bodies at all. But like when people are like, "Oh, you look really nice," or whatever. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like I feel I feel really healthy right now, or I feel really like I, yes, I'm feeling yes, very strong. Yes, yeah, and not give people compliments that are physical based, but like energy kind of based. Like, oh my god, mm-hmm. you're glowing. You look incredible. Yes. Um, yeah, because we have a lot of fat phobia and a lot of terrible fat phobic remarks happening in my family. Like one of my cousins is fat and she has been dealing with fat phobia like her entire life. And it's just something that's become like very, yeah, yeah, very toxic. And it's yeah. to the point where I get rewarded for my looks in front of her. Oh, God. And it's really terrible. And it's something that my cousin and I have talked a lot about and being like, this is just like, it has to stop because it's just, 
it's wow, really toxic get- and it's bad for like the younger cousins and people that are around the family. Yeah. And also like I'm saying fat because I fat is not a bad word. I'm not insulting her because fat isn't an insult. It's not an insult to be a fat person. But yeah. I want to be very cognizant that I use that word on purpose. Like I'm not trying to use it as an yeah, insult. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something totally. that like my family does very often is like whispers a word that they feel like is a bad word. It's not a negative or a bad thing to be fat. It's just a descriptive word and it doesn't mm-hmm. take away that person's value or beauty or in- anything yeah, about them. agreed. I find too it's funny that's that's the that's the key of like you were saying about like your younger cousins and like even your younger sister Mm -hmm. like these are the people that are going to listen to how you speak about yourself and then they're gonna think that oh if she thinks she's fat herself and what does that she probably thinks I'm fat too and so I find like I have a I have a cousin who's 18 I always call her just like my little cousin Mm because she is littler than me um and she's like incredibly smart and incredibly just like she's like body positive. She's great. Like she's she could probably teach me. She's a Gen Z, I guess. So mm-hmm. you know how they are. Gen those, those crazy bastards. They've uh, they've got they're like trailblazing the way for us like millennials. Yeah, but, they're incredible. Um, I find I am so much more cognizant of how I speak because I don't want her. To think like I don't want her to think that her loving her body is radical. Right. Like it's not a radical thing. It's like no. it should just be how it is, especially during the holidays, especially going out for Absolutely. dinners. Like that it, should not be a radical thing that you are that you just happen to love your body, regardless of your size. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. And, and I think so Yeah, it, it does it does feel radical though. I know, and I hate that it does. It really does. I hate that it does that like I hate that being okay around the holidays, being okay like all year round and just kind of loving that is like, wow, I wish I could do that. And I wish it was the opposite where hating your body was more, Mm -hmm. was less commonplace. And also less like normalized, especially I think in like feminine, like women heavy environments, like women are basically indoctrinated to like not be able to take a compliment not be able to just like say oh thanks so much like I do think I look really nice it's like oh my god no 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 like I look disgusting or oh my god no I'm exhausted my face is breaking out like no just take the compliment you look Mm -hmm. wonderful let's move on but we almost can't sit with the idea like that kind of incoming genuine whatever and we play this dance of like eluding the compliment or or whatever or you um, or deflecting it back onto the other person being like yeah oh my god no I look terrible you look incredible it's like both things can be true both people can look great yeah 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 and being able to sit with a compliment and know that you deserve it or know that it's just like a nice comment and you can just kind of like sit with it and let it go I think it's a skill that we don't get taught and I know Mm -hmm. that sounds like a silly little passing thing but I think that it's not because it really does play into how we see ourselves Mm -hmm. like even my parents and I don't know if this is what happens with with your mom or if anybody like any other women in your family, but like saying the really negative comments about themselves and their body all the time. Yep. And yeah, then you course. grow up being like, of course, yeah, like it, it does. You hear obviously it all impact. the time that you're like, oh, if they think that about themselves, then they must think that about me. Or it's also on the other side of they think that about themselves, so I should think that about exactly. Myself. That's what I was getting to. Absolutely, is that it informs a thinking pattern 
that then yeah. narrates how we think about our bodies because we love yeah. and respect our mom so much. So when they want to cover themselves up with us in front of them for a picture or they do these very right. subtle things all the time, you're like, oh, your body is not okay how it is. So that means, must yeah. mean that my body at face value cannot be okay as it is. Right. And you read between the lines of all these nuanced kind of comments mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're 16, 17, 18 years old and you're like, okay, well, at face value, I can't be just okay. Like I can't be exactly. good enough exactly as yeah. I am. I think that the thank you thing, I I started doing that a couple years ago. I can't remember when it was, but someone mentioned that to me and I was like, oh my, I was, I started to be so cognizant of the fact that when people compliment me. To not deflect. To not deflect. Yeah, I like that. And just say thank you Mm -hmm. and take it at like face value. And I think, and genuinely now when or if people compliment me, I, um, I genuinely like it, it kind of like I add that to my roster to my yeah i'm like oh that's really sweet thank right. you yeah and I the love more that. that you do it the more the more that you practice it the more that you'll be like oh, okay now i can just say thank you for a compliment yeah totally you know what i mean absolutely do we want to let's do a little recap of all of our nuggets of truth oh my god because we're gonna so wrap up we're gonna do this much. episode a little shorter today i know so i feel like a when it comes to any kind of family dynamics chris i feel like what you said was so beautiful of like take Take it slow when mm-hmm. you're filling up your drink or like you're washing your hands mm-hmm. or you're maybe moving from room to room. Like Find anything. like mindful moments to like reset yourself. Yeah, I think that's really important. I love also what you said about like if somebody makes an inappropriate comment, ask them what they mean or ask them to clarify, ask mm-hmm. them to repeat mm-hmm. and that kind of puts… Embarrass them. <laughs> I love that shit. I know, but, we do. Um, anyway, I think that's a really cool way of doing it without coming out as like, you know… Well, yeah, now, guns blazing kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit more subtle and it still delicious. It is a bit more subtle. Yeah. Totally. I think that also I want to talk about like the the body mm-hmm. image during this time. The These two weeks, how many of our dinners that you have, how many of our cookies or whatever that you're going to have, enjoy it. Enjoy it so much because this is literally just two weeks of your whole life. Absolutely. And, and that you is it. one you less thing to, to think about. You deserve to enjoy food and celebrate. It doesn't mean anything about you or your body yes. or your value. Yeah. I think that you should really just try to like enjoy the cookies, yeah. enjoy the cakes, enjoy all of these desserts because you know that January 1st is right around the corner and we're going to be bombarded with Diet all the bullshit. New Year's resolutions, blah, 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 sure, like, yeah. all of that bullshit. And finally, comparing yourself mm-hmm. to anything on social media during this time, like the holidays. Or to family yes, members they, even. Yeah. Totally. The holidays, they are wonderful and they are beautiful and you spend so much family time, which is really nice for a lot of people, but it's also really hard for a lot of people. So I think that just don't compare your life to anybody because you literally have no idea what someone else is going through. Absolutely. So you cannot compare it by any means and then can i add the one last thing sorry because i really love that you said it is like when you do see something that you love that somebody else has it's not a pie there's not a limited or a finite amount of pieces for you take that thing that you felt that fire that you're like oh my god that jealous feeling write it down how do you want to live your life like that person how what do you admire about how that person is living is it their courage is it their, their truth is it their this that, whatever it is, write it down and then bring that into your new year. It doesn't have to yeah. be a negative thing, but I think reframing your jealousy is such an awesome thing. I'm so happy that you shared that, Al, because I think that's yeah. such a cool practice. I mean, Mel Robbins, even, like, yeah, she she's really, the best, but she's crazy, yeah. But even if you're at like a holiday party that has no family members at it and you're with a bunch of friends and somebody's talking about how they're like millionaires and doing like, cool, 
go into the bathroom, write it on your phone, being like, I want what this person has and I can yeah. have it. I'm, yeah. I also can have it because they exist. It exists already. Yeah. I think that's fucking cool. I really like that idea a lot. Yeah. I love that. So I want to just say like, I'm going to leave you with what uh, my friend told me earlier, but mm-hmm. like, I hope you have moments of peace during this holiday season, yes. whether you celebrate Christmas, Christmas, whether you've been celebrating Hanukkah, um, any of the holidays, have, absolutely. any of the holidays. I just wish you have a little beautiful moment of peace for yourself. I love that. Happy holidays. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to do the quick little outro. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, Accidental Friends Podcast on Instagram, Accidental Friends on TikTok, and AccidentalFriends.com is our website. We love you. See you next week. Bye.